When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good people. It is Wednesday, February the 9th, 2022. This is Wake Up With Ray G. Good morning. I see all the comments. Rojo Fish, Dalton, Michael, Mike, Jay, Jeff, Mike Anderson, my man Jay Peters, Lindsey Mack, Top Dog, Tim Stone, Rico, my girl Joe, Zach, Ricardo. What's going on, everybody? We are happy to have you on this hump day, middle of the week. Let's get through it, people. We almost made it. Almost made it. A couple of more days left in the work week. We got one more day left of the show tomorrow. You know we're going to get into round two of that Superflex 2022 rookie mock. That's where that's where the real stuff is going to come into play. Like that's where we're really going to dive into these prospects and where we should be valuing this player versus that player. We had a funny ass comment to start the show. Uh, Jay, how you doing this morning? Why get this comment pulled up? I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy to be here. Get another Q&A with the people. I'm excited. We got some good questions today. Yeah. I got There's a few in here that I think are going to just piss you off just a little bit. Going to open Uh-oh. some old wounds, but Uh-oh. it'll be a good show for sure. Oh, I let the people know, you know, you're you're playing with fire, but it's going to be old, a good show for old sure. Old wounds. I'm assuming we're going to have some Jalen Rager talk in there. Is there some Rager talk? I'm I not, not, not going to spoil not, anything, but... You, you sons know, of bitches. We'll see. If you guys listen... <laughs> It wasn't my fault. It was the analytic community. They told me. They told me. He got drafted in the first round. But uh, somebody asked, what the hell is a Patreon? They have videos and content. Is a strictly way to pay Ray and support the team? Like, for me and what we do, we don't have – well, we do have a website. You can go to DestinationDevy.com, but there's nothing there. There's no subscription service. A lot of content that we give away on the show and on YouTube, we give it away for free. But behind the scenes, we've got a ton of people who create content for us. If you are subscribed to the Patreon, you know the database. Jordan Backus runs that. Uh, Mike and Adam with the 4D Chess Podcast. Eugene and Ike off the line fantasy. Ben E.B. with Elite Seekers. It's a way for me to pay content creators without having this infrastructure, right? Like I don't have... 
Like everything I'm doing is out of my pocket, right? I pay Jordan out of my pocket. I pay everybody else on the team out of my pocket. So it's a way to support the work that we're doing, uh, support the content creators. And yes, you get bonus content, right? You want to know who I have ranked one through 25, how Malik Willis compares to the last two quarterback classes that's included in my Patreon service. So it's just a subscription based uh, monthly, or you can pay annually service uh, to provide you with a little more content than you get. Then, then I already give away for free. I already give away a ton of stuff for free, but that's what it is. No problem helping an old man out. And if you do want to support this isn't some sales pitch you can you can't even if you don't you're going to get tons of dope shit for free patreon.com forward slash prospect talk we would appreciate it you do it for a month if you don't like it unsubscribe it costs you seven bucks if you want access to the database but jay i've got to tell everybody right i i am i spread a lot of fake news on monday i was the fake news spreader so I will move you off of the screen and I will apologize to North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson. He is not 37 years old, as I said on the show. There was fake news spread around at the Senior Bowl that he was 24 going on 25. Christian Watson is 22 years old. So much younger wide receiver prospect. And if anything, I only think that helps his NFL draft prospectus, I still am saying he's going to be a top 64 pick. I, I believe he's going to be a second-round pick in the NFL draft. He's already measured in. He's tall. He's big. He's fast. Most explosive and most dynamic receiver at the Senior Bowl. He's the riser that I thought Jahan Dotson would be. So, Mr. Christian Watson, I am so sorry for giving you uh, that, that age, aging you like that. He is not 24 years old. He is 22 going on 23 years old. So there's that. I just had to apologize to Christian Watson for that. But Jay, we got a lot of questions, right? Q&A today. Yes, sir. This is our way to engage with the people. Uh, let's do it. Let's talk about it. What we got, man? Oh, oh, so, any, any, do we have any news? Is there, is there anything that, saw, that popped no. off? I'm trying to think. Um, uh, I, saw, no. I, I, I saw some little stuff this morning about the NFL's considering changing the kickoff rule. Good. Okay. You know, like I like the, yeah. the if you haven't seen the XFL and what they do for kickoffs, I think it's really dope. Um, it's not like gimmicky. They just line the guys up closer, and they can't run until the the, the returner actually catches the ball. So it helps okay. like decrease the impact of those collisions. Uh, based on the data, it was like 400 uh, kick returns in the XFL the last time they had it. Zero injuries and a 93% return rate. So um, there there's there's data out there that not only do those kickoffs and punt punt coverage units uh, cause head trauma also like 30 percent of acl injuries occur on special teams as well so really anything yeah man i was surprised but anything uh, acl and lower body injuries on kickoffs and punt um, punt returns and stuff like that so anything to clean it up so those guys could stay on the field longer i'm all for it so uh just wanted to say that that was the only thing i really saw man yeah, between that and uh, Kyler Murray's little social media drama with the Cardinals, that's about all that's been talked about outside of the Super Bowl, obviously. But that's mostly media pressers, etc. Didn't think we need to get on that on the show. Want me to, do you want um, me to spread some more fake news? Do you want me to spread some more I'm, fake? Maybe I'm not just, today. We, I mean, we'll I, see. Wait, wait, hold we'll on. See. It's the it's the card. It's Cardinals related. <laughs> I'm just te- do not shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the. I'm just telling you what I've heard. I have heard. And I, again, people, if you're tapping in, this could very well be the fakest of news. This is this is the onion type stuff right here. But word is 
Kyler Murray every year still trains very hard, like baseball stuff. Still, you know, he was a top major league baseball prospect. There was a lot of debate. Was he going to play baseball? Was he going to play football? The Oakland Athletics, didn't they take him in the first round? First was round he, pick to the A's, like he was yeah. A, like he was a high pick, too. Not like uh, yeah. he was like he was a like top 20 pick or something. Yeah, top 20 pick. Worry is he still trains for that and would love to pursue that at some point in time in his career. I'm just saying, if if you could, if you could, if you were that level of an athlete and you could try it, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, why not? Like, Michael Jordan did it. We saw Deion Sanders do it, go back to their respective sports. I I don't know if he is or will not, and I definitely don't think it's happening this year, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put that to bed, man. I would not put, he's so young, he's an uber, te- like, that's one of the top athletes in the freaking world yeah. to be able to do that. Why not give it a shot? Just throwing that out there. All right, we're done. We're done. All right, so first question of the day is, what is Deshaun Watson's long-term value, and where do you think his best landing spot is? You know, we've seen Miami floated around. I don't think that's happening now. Denver was another spot that was floated around. But at this point, I'm not really sure who the best suitor is for Watson because a lot of these teams are probably looking more towards the draft than looking to trade for Deshaun Watson. All right, this is... um. So last night, podcast with Derek Brown. Make sure y'all check that out, FTM Fantasy Podcast. We were talking about these quarterbacks. And right now, according to DLF's uh, startup ADP from January, Deshaun Watson is valued at QB 14. Uh, QB is ahead of Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, Prescott, Trey Lance. QB's right behind Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, Mac Jones, Tua, Zach Wilson. So definitely ahead of those guys. Uh, 26 years old. He'll, he'll be 26 during the season. He'll turn 27 if he plays. I mean, if he plays, he's. I, I think. I, I think he's a top. He slides right I still back think in he's top it. five, man. I really do. I think he's okay. still top five upside, top five potential if he's healthy and playing on. And like what he did on the Texans last season leading the league in passing if he goes to an actually good team he should be a top five quarterback he really should so and when you're saying top five this is who he's got to usurp uh burrow lamar kyler herbert allen mahomes i don't i don't know if he get yes if he lands let's just say he goes to denver right i'm just throwing that denver is like the hot spot yes i would put him i'd put him ahead of lamar jackson i'd probably put him ahead of kyler murray be right behind justin herbert as qb4 for me um, you know, it's just a risk. Like, are you willing to take the risk on one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL? I I don't know anything that's going on with him from the legal perspective of his of yeah. his uh, accusers, and I have no idea. But I do know that when he's on the field, he's a top three, top two quarterback. Uh, right now, I'm I'm like erring on the, like I'm leaning on the side of I just. I would rather let that situation play out. If you're telling yeah. me that I, I can acquire him for mad cheap, I'm talking like, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. Would you rather have Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, or Sam Howell or Deshaun Watson right now? Just one of those four rookie quarterbacks who we, we think in Superflex, probably first-round rookie picks. Would you rather have any of those guys take your flavor or Deshaun Watson right now with I don't care no land just with no guarantee situation no guarantee guarantee he plays though no Nick, guarantee like- nothing no right now no guarantee a damn thing his situation right now like you don't know what's going on Watson or any of those quarterbacks 
I think I would take Malik Willis or Matt Corral, and I think that's where my line would be. Okay. And the comments, everybody is saying um, Watson, 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 easy, easy Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, talent-wise, there's no doubt. I just – I don't know yeah. what's happening. I have no clue. Like, he's not going to be in Houston. I don't know. You know, but here's the thing. If you're going to make that move, you got to do it now because the moment it's yeah. announced that he's traded to Carolina, the moment it's announced he settled his lawsuit claims, the buy window is completely over. I yeah. would not mind – if it were me and I had like the 108, 107, 106, I have no problem. Probably like the 108 because that's kind of where my tear break is in this class. I'd trade 108, 109, 110, 111 for Deshaun Watson and just keep my fingers crossed. Okay, so the next question. Were people too high on Jalen Rager for the same uh, reasons they're too high on Traylon Burks? 511 versus 63225, but how worried are you about Burks versus a Garrett Wilson? Wait, Garrett Burk wait, okay. How he's worried talking about how he's talking about how Rager was an unpolished route runner, but freaky athletic, super high draft capital. And he's comparing Burks, same type of style, freaky athletic, super high draft capital, not the most refined route runner, versus, you know, a Justin Jefferson, not to say not to say Garrett Wilson's Justin Jefferson, but right. a Justin Jefferson mold receiver, more polished, more NFL ready. Yeah, I, maybe I think not it's, as high ceiling. I think right? they're two, I think they're two completely different wide receivers. Um, when you go back, hindsight is always 2020, right? But yep. let like the history of Big 12 wide receivers, like especially of late, just it's not good. You just look at them. TCU, and TCU's had a couple of them. Josh, Josh Dotson, Jalen Rager. You go to Oklahoma. I'm old enough to remember Ryan Broyles. Uh, I remember Mark Clayton, uh, you know, even Hollywood Brown. It, it, they, there's zero defense that's played in the Big 12. I don't care about route running, how it looks aesthetically. Let me let me explain this to y'all because this is very important, right? All I care about is can a wide receiver create separation? I tweeted it out. J did you see the quote from Jamar Chase, who he modeled his game after? Jamar Chase yes, said he Des modeled Bryant. his game after Des Bryant. I tweeted out in August of 2021 Yes, I see the separation concerns early in Jamar Chase's route running, but I wasn't concerned because he plays the same style of game as Des Bryant. Like I said that in August of 2021. And what those dudes do well, and this is why I'm not concerned about Drake London, I'm not concerned about Traylon Burks. You can create separation in three phases of a route from a wide receiver. One, off the line of scrimmage. Do you have an excellent release package and you create the separation off the line? Two, mid-route. Is your route running um, that technical where mid-route you could shake free from, from a defensive back? And the third way to create separation is post-route. Right before the catch, it, can wide receivers separate from the defensive back just enough to create that space to get the ball? Go watch Jamar Chase this year. There's the, receiver, the cornerback's all over him, right? Last yeah. second, what's he do? Give him a little shoulder shrug. He creates that separation. Boom, catches it, runs. I'm not as long as you can separate in one of three phases of the route. I don't care how aesthetically pleasing it looks. I can name a shit ton of route running savants, 
that never commanded targets, right? I just want to know, if the ball is thrown your way, can you separate? And the difference between Jalen Rager and Traylon Burks is Traylon Burks can do that. Jalen Rager wasn't as uber of an athlete as we thought he was, right? We really... Yeah. I, he did a lot more gadgety type stuff at Texas a and at, at Texas Christian University. A lot of tunnel screens, a lot of smoke screens. It was a lot of they're, they're two different receivers. They played in two different conferences. I've seen Traylon Burks dominate the SEC. Top cornerbacks, cornerbacks that are going to be first round picks. Roger McCreary, all the Alabama defenders. So for me, again, all you can bet on this is the classic case of process over results. None of us, me, uh, Evan Silva, uh, uh, name any of your top fantasy a- a- analysts, man. None of us can truly predict what's going to happen with these players in the future, if they're 100% going to hit or not. But all we can really bank on is try to bank on the opportunity, right? And when a wide receiver is drafted in the first round, that is going to provide a window of opportunity. And the funny thing about Jalen Rager is, and I talked to some Philadelphia Eagles guys um, at the uh, at the Senior Bowl about this, you go back to week one of his rookie season, week one, I think it was the third play of the game, Carson Wentz drops back 50-plus yard bomb to Rager versus the Washington football team. Very next week, takes a reverse 40 yards for a touchdown. Like, it started off like, oh, snap. Like, this dude could be something. But... Other factors, unbeknownst to us, it didn't fire. If Burks is drafted in the first round, if he tests like an unbelievable athlete, he's got the production in the SEC, that's the process, right? Like, you just, you're banking on the process, and uh, I I think they're two totally different receivers. If you have Garrett Wilson ahead of Traylon Burks because he is a more refined player at this moment of time, no problem. But where he is in refinement, Traylon Burks makes up for in size, speed, and athleticism. So it's like, what 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 do you feel more comfortable with investing in? Make that decision. Both of those dudes are super dope. I still have them as 1A, 1B in the class. Take whichever one you want. But I think Traylon Burks is a much better wide receiver prospect, a much better ball of clay than Jalen Rager was. <laughs> Okay, so another interesting point for this offseason, what are we doing with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Are we buying? Are we selling? And what's a price point you think is fair? The comment this uh, gentleman made was that if you're trying to sell CEH, people still want a lot, but no one wants to pay the price to really get them, right? Everyone's trying to get a second to get them and things like that, real low ball offers. And we'll get into another question with similar type of player, but CEH is just his value is shot right now. What are you doing with him? Are you buying? Are you selling? Man, what? I'm trying to think of a worse nope. pivot at 101 in the history of fantasy football. I mean, literally. It's Nikhil Harry level, honestly. Like, it is. It's, I think it's this throwing is, I think Nikhil this, Harry no, at No, no, no. I think this is worse than Nikhil <laughs> Harry because – the, the only players that were in that consideration in that 2019 draft class for 101 outside of Superflex, we know it was Kyler Murray, right? But skill position players, it was Nikhil Harry, Miles Sanders, or David Montgomery. Those were kind of like the guys at the top of that class, right? So if you took Nikhil Harry and missed out on Miles Sanders or David Montgomery, you lost. There's no doubt. You took an L. But it's not a big of an L. It's taking CEH over Jonathan Taylor. C.D. Lamb, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, that, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. Like, if you took him 101 in 2020, 
Uh, that may have been the worst, the worst selection in the last 10 years at 101 because it's a wrap, man. You got to hold him. What are you trading him for? Yeah. I'm not giving you anything. I would take Rashad White, Tyler Algier. Um, what other second round running back are we talking about right now that has an opportunity to get some playing time? I'll take all of those cats over Clyde right now and just bank on the black box prospect that we 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 just assuming maybe they'll get a role. CEH's role is in in the in the weird thing about him, dude, coming out of LSU his claim to fame, his calling card was pass catching. He was receiving. They don't even throw him the goddamn. They don't even throw him the ball. He broke away. They like D Will more. One of those playoff games, he got the ball and he broke free for like 20 yards. He looked so slow. Uh he just he looked he looked like he was running in mud, and he's about this big, and he's supposed to be Brian Westbrook. That's that is a complete disgrace to the name of the great Warren Brian Westbrook. If you got Clyde, you either have to hold him, or he's a piece and a deal. He's like a throw-in piece. I mean, I think his value right now, like j- just really trying to put some value on it, like late second, like like late, Ooh. like I I wouldn't. If you have the 205, 206, and you're looking at Chris Olave or Clyde yeah. Edwards Elaire, who would you rather have? I'd rather have Olave. Depending I'd rather on take where Olave goes, yeah. I, it ain't dependent, it ain't dependent on none crazy. of that. I'd rather have Chris Olave. It ain't dependent on none of that. Um, would you rather have who else is going? Would you rather have Christian Watson right now? What Christian Watson can be from NDSU? Matt Kelly, when I was on with the Podfather, he asked me this question. I asked you, and then we'll move on. Devin Singletary or Clyde Edwards Elaire? Oh, Devin Singletary. It's not even close. It's not even close. Next question. He's bro. looked really good. Next okay, question. so the next question is 301 for Kyle Trask. Uh, gambling, he becomes the starter. Would you be willing to make that bet? Yeah, fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And then the other part of the question, which is hilarious because we had a spirited debate about this player, is Terrace Marshall toast? Done. Do you have any faith in him at all? Nope. Nope. And I and yeah. it, it, I think in our in our in our Heisman chat in in the patron group, somebody said I don't know if it was Jeff I don't know if it was Eric, but they wondered if Joe Brady made that pick and how far Terrace Marshall would have fallen had Joe Brady yeah. not made that pick. Was that a Joe Brady pick and did that get his ass fired? Listen, when you're getting when you're a game day inactive and the fourth round rookie out of South Carolina or fifth round wherever Shy Smith went. When he's playing over you, it's a wrap, man. Like, I'll say, okay, let me let me let me let me take a step back. I am not gonna write off any rookie after their first season. I just don't do that, right? Sometimes it takes players a little bit of time to adjust. Is it a wrap? No, it's not a wrap, but it ain't look it's not looking good at all for Terrace Marshall, right? It it's not looking good. We'll see what they do. Um I know they signed Robbie to a two-year deal, so he's probably coming back. DJ yeah. Moore, they're going to have to figure out. They're probably going to re- re-up DJ Moore. They may invest in another pass catcher. I feel like they need to get a tight end. Ian Thomas isn't it. They should have kept Dan Arnold. I, I like Dan yeah, Arnold in should've. Carolina. Um, it's got to happen this year. This is the same thing with Rager, right? After his rookie season, Rager still had a little bit of value, man. Like People were willing to give up a late second in 2021 to get Rager, maybe that second year bounce, that second year, that sophomore season kind of breakout, it's got to happen. And I think you're going to know real early if he's going to be the guy or not.
But right now, it's not looking good for Terrace Marshall. It ain't looking good for him. It's not looking good for Trey Sermon. I'm thinking about some of these higher-end, you know, second-round picks of last year. Not looking good for either of those dudes, man. All right, so the next question is, how do you value CMC right now in Dynasty? Because obviously, if you have him, you want to sell him for a lot. But people trying to buy are discounting him because of injury. So where do we kind of value CH right now? Because in a startup, he's probably still going in the top five picks as far as running backs go. He's probably going in the top three for running backs. And so where do we value him? Would you draft him in the first round? And kind of how do you feel about him overall? Hell yeah. I'm still taking him. What's he, 25 years old? Just, I think he Probably. just turned, go look him up. I think he just turned 25. Listen, man, his contract, he's locked into Carolina until 2025. Like, he's locked in. He's not going anywhere for another turning three football season. He's turning 26 years old. The, the thing that I like about the Christian McCaffrey type players and players like a Kamara, like James White. James White a couple of years ago was a top 10 PPR running back and he didn't ever run the ball, right? He just caught a bunch of passes. He's got a game that's going to age well. In Dynasty, there are some there are some running backs I prefer to him, right? Like I would rather have Jonathan Taylor. I'd, pro- I'd rather have Najee Harris. Would you take Javonta Williams over Christian McCaffrey? Did you realize Javonta Williams is only 21 years old? Yeah, very young, very young player. It's he's he's exciting, but he's going a little high for my life. He's going a little high, right and, and and Cam Akers is only 22 and a half. So, point is, I still think he's a first round dynasty pick, in in the way that I would play it, right? Because I, he's gonna have he's gonna be healthy at at some point. Maybe it's this season, <laughs> right? He's going to blow back up and be the CMC of old. I don't think we're ever going to get a 1,000 and a 1,000 from him again. But what you can do is say you can get CMC at the 108, 109 spot in the startup. If he blows up and starts to return to form, you could ride that production out this year and then get off of him next year. Or you can let the blow up happen this year, trade him for multiple 2023 picks, re-up with the Sean Tucker, get you a Tank Bigsby, a Jameer Gibbs in 2023, plus, plus, and just pivot off a CMC there. Still got tremendous value. He's a running back that catches passes, and he still has the name cachet. I don't think he's got as much stink on him as Saquon Barkley. I don't. Which yeah, is, Saquon Barkley's going he's got, late in He's drafts. got a lot of stink on him right now. So for me, um, I, and there are some dynasty startups where you probably could get, get CMC late first, and I think that's a hell of a – like I'm taking him over Dalvin Cook. I'm taking him over yeah. Alvin Kamara. Like the only – would you let, let me ask you, CMC or Cam Akers in dynasty? I think I would probably still take Cam Akers. I, and part of it is the system okay. too, right? Like I love the Rams system, and, and Cam Akers being the feature back in that system should be extremely valuable. Okay. Well, that's where I'm at. I still like him. I still like him, though. Okay, so now the next question is talking about a potential draft slot for your boy Traylon Burks. How would you feel about him going to Cleveland? Stop. No. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Realistically, here's the thing. You look at the Browns, man. They they need a receiver. And I'm going to say something and a lot. Just monitor the comments. Make sure the stream doesn't shut down. I still think Baker Mayfield, especially where he's valued at right now in Dynasty. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I still think he's a buy for the price point that it would cost you to get him. He was hurt last year. And I'm not not trying to make excuses for his play. He played horrible. 
But the year before, I mean, he played very, very good football, right? No consistency with the offensive coordinator. His pass catchers are dog shit, man. You're rolling out Jarvis Landry and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Demetric Felton and Anthony Schwartz. Like, these these are receivers. It was interesting. There are, the NFL players tell you a lot about what they think about other teams, and it was interesting listening to people talk about New England. And they were like, they have no guys that scare us on the outside. None. Yeah. So we're just going to single up everybody, blitz Mac Jones, and there's nobody to throw the ball to. When you don't have a dog on the outside, it makes it very easy for a defense to scheme against you. Baker was bad. But right now, what's Baker cost you in Dynasty? A, a, a second? A second-round pick for Baker I don't Baker even think Mayfield? he'd cost you that, honestly. You, you could probably you, get him for less than that. Bro, if you can get Baker for less than that, he's going to start, man. Like, I on the comments yesterday, I listed off the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. You're rolling out Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, Mason Rudolph, Kyle Trask, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. I, I mean, the, the, the list of putrid quarterbacks goes on and on and on. And when I was listing them out, I was like, there's a lot of shit quarterbacks in the NFL. Baker's going to start again, man. And if you're telling me I can get a starting quarterback in Superflex for a 301 for the 210, sign me up. And then you get him a dynamic receiver, right? Get him somebody that can actually win in some quadrant of the field. And it's no slight to Jarvis Landry. He's the consummate pro. He brings his lunch pail to work every day. He's going to catch majority of the stuff that's thrown to him, but he's old now. He's not a game breaker. There's nobody that threatens a defense. Get him some help, man. You Traylon there, just have him run crossing routes and deep digs and drag routes and just say, Baker, just get it out quick. Just get it. Use him like Tua used Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle didn't run a damn thing downfield. It was all short area targets. He had over 100 receptions and, all, and over 1,000 yards. He'd be the alpha. I don't love it, but I will say this. I'd prefer a receiver in Cleveland opposed to a receiver in Philadelphia. If I I, Philadelphia Eagles hate just runs deep. deep It's not hate. It's not hate. I just know that Cleveland's going to – and they have no choice but to throw the ball. They're in the AFC Mm -hmm. North. They are going to have to score to keep up with Cleveland, to keep up with Cincinnati, to keep up with Baltimore. I I just – I trust Baker to at least throw it when healthy – and a little more accurately than Jalen Hurts. I'd rather, if one of those top receivers have to go to Cleveland or Philly, I'd rather them go to Cleveland opposed to Philadelphia. Yeah, to your point about Baker, QB 27 uh, as far as DLF's ADP. It reminds me kind of when Derek Carr was like QB 32. I'm like, at some point, he's going to have to go up. Like, it's just inevitable. He's just too low right now. So I do kind of agree with you. You know, I wasn't really fully on board, but if I can get him behind Matt Ryan, I'm okay with that. Cleveland homer, Matt Bronin coming in to give me some support because uh, nobody. Wide receiver in but see, but no, and no, let's talk Damn. about this though. This is why, like, understand what I'm telling y'all people. I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is good, but the same sentiment that's permeating amongst our community right here, Dimes is better than Baker. I don't want him. He's garbage. This is when you go get a cat like this. You. A starting quarterback, man. I am old enough to remember, and I keep using this example. Two years ago, people traded second-round picks during the season, 2020 second-round picks, for Jake Luton because they didn't have a starting quarterback. I don't even know if Jake Luton, Luton, 
Loot, Loot, whatever his name is. I don't even know if he's in the NFL right now. So if you're telling me Baker is going to start and nobody wants him, he's god-awful, he's terrible, then take my third rounder for him and I'll take the quarterback. Like, it's the value. What happens when Baker goes out there in the first two games, he looks good. He looks solid. Now his value's up, right? Now, Now you can at least get a second for him. So it's the value game. It's not about... I'm reacting to the market value. And if everybody is telling me he's terrible and the NFL is like he's going to be a starter, well, then you give me that terrible asset. I will give you this third-round pick. You have fun drafting Brian Robinson and deal with that. I'll take the quarterback in Superflex, and then I'll flip him once he has two good games or they give him a Traylon Burks or Garrett Wilson. Dynasty is a game of chess, not checkers. you got to be thinking long-term. I ain't just trying to beat you in the short term. I'm thinking what could happen with a 26-year-old quarterback that goes back and has a good season. Jared Goff is going to start again. Again, Jared Goff is going to start, you know? People were trading first-round picks for Gardner Minshew. It's the value game, man. All right, so here's some 4D chess for you. Would you trade the rookie 201 for a 2023 first? Yeah. Uh, yes. You would. Yeah. Uh, the rookie 201 for a 2023 first? Let me put let me put let me show y'all. Let me let me let me show y'all something real quick. Let me let me show y'all something really quick. I'm gonna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain because I need you guys to see. I need you guys to see this, right? Let me let me give y'all a peek behind the curtain. Why is this not in dark mode? Yeah, I, let me switch it to dark mode real quick. And I'm gonna show y'all light mode. I don't I don't know why it's in light mode. Let me give y'all a peek behind the curtain. Let's share the screen here, okay? Can you can you get can you see this, Jay? Can you see yeah, this? Yeah. All right, this these are my in inside the, the the Patreon. Where's where's my old my old guy that was like, what the hell is a Patreon, right? Let's go to the 2023 running backs. This is what we have. We've got Sean Tucker, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Evans, Tank Bigsby, Devon A. Chain, Zach Charbonnet. That that's what we have coming out with the running backs in 2023, right? Let's go look at the wide receivers real quick in 2023. 2023 wide receivers that are coming out. Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kayshawn Boutte, Josh Downs. All right, well, that's pretty nice. Let's go to 2023 tight ends. Who do we have coming out? Oh, Jaheim Bell, Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta. I'll take that. And then, you know, we got let's, – let's, let's just look at – the, the running backs in the 2023 class compared to 2021 and 2022. I've got three running backs right now ranked ahead of every other running back in 20. All three run. B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, and Sean Tucker all ranked above every running back in 2022. Every running back in 2022. Let's look at the wide receivers in 2023. Jackson Smith and Jigba and Kayshawn Boutte ranked over every, damn near every wide receiver in 2021 outside of Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase. So the answer to your question, Jay, 100%. If you're telling me I'm choosing between uh, George Pickens, uh, Kyron Williams, or a 2023 first-round pick where I can get a Sean Tucker, a Bijan Robinson, a Jameer Gibbs, a Michael Mayer, a Jackson Smith and Jigba, hell yes. Man, the Q&A where the free game just keeps on flowing. And free thank game. you, Derek, for your super chat. Super chat. We got to get a sounder. Super chat. Derek, thank you. My old lady got arthritis watching Gardner Minshew. Famous <laughs> Okay, we appreciate it, big dog. Uh, what's next, man? How high would you be willing to draft Trey McBride in a tight end premium in an ideal landing spot? You said what? 
how high would you draft Trey McBride in a tight end premium league, assuming he gets an ideal landing spot? Like early second? Yeah. I was thinking about the same thing, like probably early to mid-second. Mid-second? Yeah, I'm not – I'm not, I'm not, if you're saying it's Michael Mayer or Brock Bowers – yeah. Like uh, Michael Michael Mayer legitimately might be a first round pick outside of Tyler Premium next year. Like he legitimately yeah. might be one oh nine to one twelve. Michael Mayer outside of tight end premium, right? Like you'd probably go the top two quarterbacks, and we'll see if Tyler Van Dyke or Will Levis can assert themselves. You're going to take probably four of the running backs and maybe yep. two of the wide receivers: Smith and Jigba and Kayshawn Boutte, and then it's probably Michael Mayer. I, that's that's a first round caliber tight end. Brock Bowers, if Brock Bowers, who's not eligible until 2024, was in this draft class, I think he'd be a first round pick, like legitimately. So yeah. Trent McBride isn't even on their level. Like he's not he's not even he's not in their stratosphere. So even in a tight end premium, unless you're telling me it's like 2.5 a reception, which I've never even seen that. Um, I, I think like 205 to like the, the early second. But outside of that, I'd rather just – I'd rather grab a tight end later on. It normally takes those guys time to develop. We don't – they're not Kyle Pitts. I don't even think Trey McBride is Pat Fryermuth. So if anybody yeah. wanted to do that, I would trade that second-round pick for Pat Fryermuth plus. That's how I'd play it. Okay, so the next question is – we won't hold you to it, but do you have any See, fourth Bru- and Real quick, Bruning just said it. Why take McBride when you can get some of the other? So uh, listen, man, I interrupt. That's what I do. So you should know that's coming. Bruin just said it, but why take McBride when you can get some of the other guys in the third? Like I just, I think that's a a wasteful use of resources in a rookie draft. I'd pass on him. I'd be fine with you know Charlie Kohler, Jalen Weidermeyer, uh, Greg Dolch. Like just give me somebody else. Isaiah Likely in the third. I'd rather do that. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Since I just ruined your fucking flow. You didn't. It's just the interrupted. So right. question was though, lottery tickets in the fourth, fifth round. Do you have any you're kind of got your eyes on right now? Or are you still kind of refining that as far as your lotto tickets go? Um let me look. Lottos. So you you've got to when you're talking lottos, again, I don't care what their production was. Like when you're taking when you're looking, and I had to tell my patrons this, right? When you're talking about third, fourth, fifth round rookie picks, the production ain't there. The analytical profile probably is not there. There's something missing. Either they didn't get a bunch of carries. So me and my process, what I'm looking at for those later round rookie picks, strictly looking at skill set. Do they have the skill set that if given an opportunity, does do, do what they do well can that translate, right? So I don't I don't care about, oh, he never had a 1,000 yards. Are you fast? Are you athletic? Do you have the agility? Can you fucking run if they give you the ball? I'll throw a couple out there right now. I think Kevin Harris is going to be an amazing value later out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. At five foot 11, 220 pounds, there's reports that he's a sub-4-5 rusher. He did it in the SEC. We saw him go for over, I think he had over 1,100 yards in 10 games in the SEC in 2020. Had back surgery, so his season started off really slow this year. But I think Kevin Harris at the running back position is a late-round dart throw that you might want to invest in. Some dirtier names that just, they're they're gross and they're going to be late-round picks. Tyrion Davis-Price out of LSU. 
He's a north-south grinder, right? He's just he ain't gonna do anything on in in the pass catching game. But he's got really good burst to be 225, 230 pounds. He's worth a shot. And a player, the the, the last guy I'm gonna talk about from the running backs because for oh yeah, more free game, fourth round, fifth round. I'm just taking running backs. I'm not I'm not even dealing with the why. I want one of the most fragile positions in the NFL where all it takes is one injury and now the third string running back is the second string running back, second string running back is the starting running back, and as soon as a running back is named the starter, they've got value and you can flip. Player that's really grown on me, Jay, again, first and second down back, not going to give you anything on uh, uh, in passing work, Zamir White out of LSU. I think you just watch him, man. Out of Georgia? Out of Georgia. Sorry, Zamir White out of Georgia. Good Lord. Don't kill me. Uh, Ricardo, yeah, I was going to say Sincere McCormick, but he's kind of more people kind of on him. I still think Zamir White is a nice running back, man. He's got good burst, speed. He's got the high school profile. Um, But when you're talking about late, late guys, TDP, um, TDP and uh, uh, Kevin Harris are two guys. And Deshaun Corbin, Deshaun Corbin out of Florida State. Okay, so I have a trade for you. Um, one of these people traded Rondell Moore and the 101 for Ridley and the 103. How do you feel about that value for Ridley? He took he traded Rondell and 101 for Ridley and 103. Yeah. Where where is where are my um where, where's my special sounders? Where are my special effects? Where <laughs> where are my uh, that's 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 a hand. That's that's great job. I mean, you yeah. tear down. You move down two picks and you get Calvin Ridley for Rondell Moore and if one of whatever quarterback goes 101 or if it's Traylon Burks, I don't care. Like 103 and Ridley. That's an easy easy smash accept. Not e- like I'm not even counter. I'm just hitting the accept button and I I, I got a hard on because I'm just so happy about that deal. Like no doubt in my mind. Easy easy stuff. Okay, so controversial topic recently, but Lamb or Higgins in Dynasty? We haven't really talked about this so much. Talked about it a little bit, but where are you at with Lamb versus Higgins in the Dynasty landscape? Mm, I'm still on Lamb. I, I still, I still, I still like, I still like CD Lamb, and it's not homerism. I'll see still, the cap, right? It's not homerism. I still think CD Lamb. Uh, maybe he hasn't given us that 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 monstrous. 15, 1600 yard season yet, but I think it's right on the horizon. He's been very good both seasons. And you got to think, his rookie year, he did it with four different quarterbacks, man. Did it with Dalton, with with Dak, with Danucci, and with, uh, I think Garrett Gilbert played a week. You know what I mean? He did it with four different quarterbacks. This year, Dallas trying to figure it out. Offensive line was shit. Um, I'm still, it's still lamb for me, but it's not as wide of a gap. Um, in my cornerstone rankings, I think I have both of those guys as tier one uh, wide receivers. Let me just take a look real quick. Uh, cornerstone rankings. Uh, actually, CeeDee Lamb and T. Higgins are now removed from the uh, from the new cornerstone rankings. But before that, yeah, they're both tier one wide receivers. I have Lamb a little bit ahead of, uh, man, yeah, two spot, one spot ahead of T. Higgins. One spot ahead. I have Lamb at 13. Trevor Lawrence is there at 14, and T. Higgins is at 15, so they're right there. Okay. And Super then, chat. Uh, to Alexis. Super chat. Super chat. Trevor, appreciate you, big dog. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Fusu. Fusu's got uh, 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 Higgins over CD. Fusu's my dog. Um, big, big, big T. Higgins fan, as am I. Um, I still like Lamb a little bit more, just a touch. 
And then uh, maybe our last question, I don't know how many more you want to do, but who do you think has the biggest second-year leap between Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson? Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson, second-year yeah. leap? The answer is not any of those guys. It's Trey Lance. I think it's Trey Lance. I think okay. – I, I, listen, man, we we what I saw from Lance, like when I'm looking – I'm looking at upside and what these dudes can become. I think Trey Lance more more than any of those guys. I think that's the dude with that with those weapons, with that offense and the playing time that he's had and some of the throws that he was able to make. I I, I think he's better primed to crack that top five. When you're talking about Lamar, Kyler Herbert, Allen Mahomes, if you're gonna say one of those guys could crack that top five, I think it's Trey Lance. If I that's the if I had to re-rank those quarterbacks based off the information that we have, what we saw in 2021, what we see with the offensive infrastructure around these teams, my, my money's on Trey Lance. I think that's the cat that's going to come out the gate and with, with the, the arm strength, with the, with the rushing mobility. He's, he's a better rusher, in my opinion, than, than Justin Fields. He's a better running quarterback than Justin Fields. Justin Fields is mobile and can run, and he's got the speed. But Trey Lance is a more dynamic rusher, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that's the dude that's going to have a big second-year leap. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better. It can't be any worse. I think Justin Justin Fields, that situation is what I just, I'm just i concerned about Chicago to some degree, yeah. so we'll see what they do. I think Mac Jones, if they invest in that wide receiver position – I think he can have a big second-year leap, too. Like, he's got a Phillip Rivers-type ceiling. I think you get him some wide receivers around, and I know Walt loves those accurate quarterbacks. Give Mac Jones Garrett Wilson, right? Give him Garrett Wilson. What if they sign a Chris Godwin or a Michael Gallup on the low? I think Mac Jones is in for another good uh, uh, another leap as well. Um, Zach Wilson, want to see what the Jets do, but I'm he's another one of those young quarterbacks I'm trying to buy. But of all the 2021 guys, if I were if you were gonna ask me right now to put my stamp on it and to die on a, a second year leap hill, it's gonna be Mac Jones and Trey Lance for me. I think those two are probably gonna have some of the big experience that Mac Jones had. And there's something to be said about confidence, man. And no, in a regular football season, ain't no way he's making the Pro Bowl, but he was there with those guys, and he feels like he's a part, and he participated in it, and he started the entire season, and he battled the ebbs and flows, the playoffs, the good moments, the bad moments. All of that experience helps you become better, helps you grow, and he did it with Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, uh, Gunnar Oshetsky, Oshowski, whatever. Like, give him Garrett Wilson. Give him David Bell. Give him some legitimate weapons on the outside that can play, I think he and Trey Lance are going to have a really, really nice second season, man. Okay, so I want to get to uh, Trayvon's question real quick. In a Dynasty Superflex startup, would you trade the 105 for the 111 second, fourth, and eighth round pick? Yeah, in a Dynasty startup, 105 for what? The 111? It'd be, it'd be, it, no, no, not the 111. It'd be the 202, the 402, and the 802. Uh, probably not. I'd probably want a little light for me too. Yeah, probably not. And I'd want a 2023 pick. Like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm moving off of a first round startup pick and at 105, you're locked and loaded. One of the tier one quarterbacks 
or you're, you're locked or Jonathan probably, Taylor, right? Or Jonathan Taylor. I okay, need so. I, I need second, third, fifth, and a first. I need something. I need something else, man. Like I need something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need something okay. else. It's a little light for me. Is that it? Is that all we got? Oh no, we got lots more. If you want to keep going, no, um, I, one I, question. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to keep going. So one more question, and let's get out of here. I need to go work out. Okay, so the last question is, this gentleman owns picks 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16 in rookie drafts, and he wants you to touch on some on your second round targets right now in rookie drafts. Patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. Touch on all And we guys. will get to that tomorrow. And we will get second to that Second round yeah. rookie draft yeah. review. Yeah. 6.0. Let's yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate everybody tapping into the show. Wednesdays are for you, the people. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hey, comment. It's about a, it's 175 of y'all in here. Comment on my damn channel. And we need channel, some likes. Man. We need some likes. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Hey, we got some stuff to give away, too. We're going to give away some stuff. And uh, we are going to, Jay, are we going to do a... Um, uh, a YouTube uh, rookie mock in here. A lot of people want a, 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 want a single quarterback. I think we can get Sleeper. Yeah. Drop the link in the chat. First come, first serve. We might do that next week. I think we're going to do a, a single quarterback mock. I'm not going to participate. Y'all are going to do it, and we're just going to rip the shit out of the picks that you make. So we're probably going to do that. A three-round rookie mock, 30-second pick. Stay tapped into the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Check out my show with Derek Brown on FTN Fantasy. We will be back tomorrow with the second round of the rookie 2022 Superflex mock. Love y'all, man. We out of this thing. Peace.